Hello and welcome to another episode of Save Station Report. Man, it's been a long time since we've done one of these, huh? Yep, sure has. I am your host, Dustin, and with me is Cotter. Hello there. And, in case you have forgotten, because it has been so long, Save Station Report is kind of our uh, secondary podcast. It's uh, uh, kind of an opportunity for us to talk about things we've been playing outside of what we do for the main episodes. So, you know, not more impressions than it is actual reviews. Uh, we also talk about some fun news we care about. And yeah, generally it's just having a good time. Sometimes we do big topics, sometimes we don't. This week we won't just because we haven't talked in a while and there's a lot to talk about. So yeah, uh, low effort kind of for us. So I don't really edit these. So if you hear dogs in the background or whatever, uh, deal with it. So let's talk about what we have been playing. Let's start off with something we've both dived into. And let's talk about Splitgate. What is Splitgate, Connor? Uh, Splitgate is, um, it's actually kind of popping off right now. I'm sure you might've heard about it if you're in this sphere, but it's basically a free to play multiplayer shooter, which is not, not appealing at all (laughs) by saying that, but it is essentially a Halo, classic Halo multiplayer, except they give everyone a portal gun. Yeah, and, and Portal Gun as in from the video game Portal, like it works the exact same way. Yeah, there's less Portal surfaces than your typical Portal level, just because this is, you know, a first-person shooter. They don't want you being absolutely insane with it, but uh, you could still pull off some pretty crazy things with it, and uh, yeah, it's it's a wild time. It's really cool. I, I've had a lot of fun with it. Um, and when you say it's like Halo, I do want to say... It is a lot like Halo, <laughs> like, like to the point where I'm a little like, you guys sure about this? <laughs> like, everybody's got shields. The guns operate very similarly. Um, you know, gameplay wise, if you've played Halo, you will, you know, you will have a kind of a foothold in how this works, which I think is, I, I mean, I think it's great. I love Halo, so that's fine. <laughs> it's just, it was just a little shocking to get to hear to hear that being said a lot, and then get to hear like, oh, this really is Halo. <laughs> Yeah, it's straight up Halo. The only thing that's really absent is um, you don't really have any grenades, per se. Yeah, which I will Um, say is something I miss. (laughs) Yeah, a little bit, but I feel like um, just from a pure design standpoint, the main use of grenades in a shooter like that would be to, like, flush someone out of an area. Mm -hmm. But they kind of get around that by using the portal gun as that, because you can usually portal behind them. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, this game lets you get away with some, like, things that feel nasty. <laughs> like, it oh just my feels gosh. disgusting. Every sometimes. time you effectively use the portal to, like, sidestep around someone or pull off some really tricky some uh, kills, it really feels like you're cheating. <laughs> it's great. It's so much fun. Uh, yeah, really cool idea, really cool game. It's, it's an indie game. I believe it's a two-person development team, and they've been working on it for a while, so... Yeah, it's uh, in early access, technically. Um, and you can tell. I definitely ran into some problems, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is just not, you know, this isn't my internet, this isn't the game, this isn't, you know, the PlayStation, it's it's the game. So, you know, be wary of that, but it, it's generally pretty stable. I don't know if you ran into, into too much. Um, I didn't notice any errors, like, at all. The only thing was, like, the servers were, uh, I know they're working on expanding them, but there was a time where it was like only available from noon to midnight 
So I tried to place earlier than that, and it's like, no, we're closed. And I'm like, okay, fine. Yeah, yeah. Again, it is a very small team. Um, the only thing, the only complaint I do have about it, and it's not something, you know, I'm not going to dive into the skin system in this game. I never do with games like this. Like, I played so much of that Call of Duty mobile game, and never once touched the, like, customization <laughs> options. I feel like I'm, like, the worst free-to-play player for those developers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because How they want you? your money <laughs> yeah i just i was gonna stick with the generic shit um but i will say the generic shit here looks really generic i don't like the way the guns look i think it's my biggest complaint they don't have a ton of personality and i feel like it took me a while to learn like to distinguish them um yeah i even still have trouble with that specifically with like the carbine and the assault rifle the assault rifle has a scope on the top of it so i'm like um what yeah, is this that one's weird yeah, that one throws me all the time. But well, and some guns have scopes, but they don't let you ADS, which also feels weird. Um, but you know, Halo has too. But I feel like Halo's guns look so much more distinctive that they kind of sidestep that problem. But like, like I have that problem with the SMG, where instinctively I want to ADS, but you can't. But it has a red dot scope on it, so it's just weird looking. Um, yeah, but overall, I, I I really think it's a fun game, but I'll probably you know continue to dip into it here and there. Yeah, and it has, you know, it's a free-to-play game, so it has the microtransactions and buying skins and loot boxes and whatever, but um, I think it's like, you know, just play and you'll get some free loot here and there and you get some stuff for doing specific challenges, so um, I have some, you know, skins just for playing, but that's about, (laughs) like, I'm not wild about paying for this, so. Yeah, um... And the first couple rounds, it definitely puts you up against spots, so it'll make you feel good. <laughs> so if you just want you that sure? dopamine I don't, hit, one hundred percent. I don't think it oh, did yeah. when I played it. No, it definitely does. I, I think they've talked about it. And to be honest, when I played it, at least unless they've upgraded them, I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> there's these these bots are very bad. Um, we're in circles around them. Uh, but yeah. Um. Yeah, a very enjoyable game, though. Um, but I want to hear about a game you went back to. I want to hear about Doom Eternal, another shooter. <laughs> a game I went back to? You mean all of the games I put on my list? <laughs> yes. You, I haven't been, been playing, playing a lot things. of new stuff. Um, you want to hear about Doom Eternal? I do. And it's yeah. DLC, mostly. Yeah. Um, I still have a feeling that we'll go back to this because where we'll just talk about the DLC. But uh, I replayed this on the PS5 version because that had come out not too long ago. And that sweet ray tracing. That sweet ray tracing is very nice. Um, I will say it does still lag a couple times. Um, oh, really? Namely in the DLC when things get really crazy. Like if you spawn a million uh, loot pickups, it's like, oh, huh. we're going to drop a couple frames. Uh, still crazy impressive that it runs this responsibly at all, um, considering how much is going on. But uh, yeah, there was just like a couple frame drops that I'm like, okay, yeah, they are really pushing this to the limit even still. Um, but yeah, so the the DLC for uh, Doom Eternal, The Ancient Gods Part 1 and 2, I played The Ancient Gods 1 when it came out. Uh, I bought the season pass so I'd get both of them and then I played one and I really did not like it. (laughs) 
um, right. there's there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, this is just really bad or really annoying. Um, and there are still some parts of it, having replayed it now, that I don't think really work. But overall, I still think it's really good. <laughs> like, um, I, I played through the main game and then both DLC chapters, and they're... Uh, I think I've kind of just started looking at it more as a pure action game rather than what doom 2016 was, which was more action and exploration. Um, this one's just pure action. And once I kind of embraced that and got really good at it, then it became a lot more fun. So, uh, ancient gods part one still has some weird things that I don't think really work. And the final boss for that, uh, DLC is really bad, but overall pretty good. Um, Ancient Gods 2, however, is a completely different story. It is extremely good, really satisfying. They add some uh, new stuff to your arsenal that's really, um, really useful and really, um, like, a good piece in this combat puzzle, uh, while also adding things that will make you sort of think more about your weapon mods, which uh, the main game and DLC 1 didn't really do. Like, you could kind of just stick with one mod and be okay, with the exception of the microwave. Uh, this has you swapping between mods a lot more, which uh, was pretty engaging. So, yeah, the DLC was good. I'll save my full thoughts for everything until later, but... Um, yeah, that PS5 version's good. The main game is still excellent, and the DLC is better on a replay. <laughs> Nice. That's good to hear. I, I, I need to get around to that DLC. It seems like a good time. I loved Doom Eternal when we first played it, so I, I do want to give that another go. Um, speaking of great DLC, though, uh, I like my transitions this episode. <laughs> uh, I played Ghost of Ikishima, which is the DLC for Ghost of Tsushima, and it is excellent. This comes with the Ghost of Tsushima director's cut. Um, I played the PS4 version on my PS5 because it was cheaper, and I quite frankly didn't see a reason to get the PS5 version. Um, they didn't really offer me one. It ran great. It runs at 60, 4K on that version, so if you're like me, it's it's totally fine. Um, and yeah, you kind of forget how beautiful that game is. <laughs> like loading into it again, it was it was like, oh yeah, this this is like one of the best looking games from last year <laughs> and this year still. Like, it's yeah, gorgeous. And, and that's why, because you're playing the PS4 version on mm -hmm. a PS5, which is essentially what, like, comparable to playing it on a PS4 Pro. Um, uh, so they did patch it specifically to unlock the frame rate at the higher on resolution. The PS5? So you do get that benefit, yeah. Okay, but even which still... Which is, again, like the... why I have, like, that specific PS5 version makes no sense to me, but whatever. Yeah, I don't know. But... Yeah, I mean, the PS4 version was absolutely gorgeous, just the base version, and I played it on a base PS4, um, so playing it, like, upscaled with the higher frame rate must be absolutely stunning. Yeah, it was gorgeous. Um, one thing about going back to that game, though, is, man, that combat is hard to jump right into again. <laughs> oh, it takes some practice, yeah. Yeah, without a tutorial to ease you into it, it's... You know, like switching stances based on the weapons people are holding. It's once once you get a hold of it, it's not that bad. But like jumping into it from from that like higher level of difficulty, I was like, oh my god! It took me a couple story missions to finally get it down. Um, but once I did, it was fantastic. 
Uh, one of the new additions they added, which I quite like here, is the enemies now carry multiple weapon types. So you could be fighting one guy who's got dual swords, and then all of a sudden he'll put the swords away and pull out a sphere that was on his back, um, which forces you to change your stance uh, mid-fighting one person. And like groups of enemies will do this to you. So it feels like they've added another degree of complexity into the combat, which I love. Um, especially as I got used to that combat again, it was, it was really fun. Um, this is the update too, that they added a lock on, which is nice. I will say the way they implemented it is kind of garbage. <laughs> it is, uh, it is tied to the, I believe the up D-pad button, which feels bad <laughs> to use. Yeah, that's So weird. hopefully for Ghost of Tsushima 2, they rethink that a bit. Uh, I get that, like implementing that into this game. It's kind of hard. I, I understand that, but hopefully next time around they think about that a little more because that was that that was a little annoying. Um, well, that was yeah. our biggest complaint with the game. The base game was that it didn't have a lock on. Yeah, and this one's kind of inconvenient to use, so you might forget about it. So it like kind of addresses the problem, but not really. I mean, this is, is another one of those games that's using like almost every button on the controller. So yeah. Yeah, it just there, there could have been a smarter way to implement it, I'm sure. But yeah, um, the other new like gameplay combat thing they added was now you can like charge enemies on your horse. So to start off combat encounters, you can now charge them and like get a couple kills in before you actually start getting on the ground, which is cool. Um, that feels good. And yeah, it's just a beautiful new location to explore. I really like the narrative. The narrative goes to some places I was not expecting for this game. I expected it to be kind of filler and fluff. Um, it's not. It goes into some of Jin's past, um, some of the past of the uh, Sakai clan, and that stuff is done very well. And I I really respect it for kind of addressing this idea that maybe these like conquering samurai aren't necessarily the good guys all the time. <laughs> Uh, and I think this DLC does a great job of, you know, maybe going to the other side of that um, and looking at a bunch of people who survived a samurai invasion and how they look at Jin. And I think that stuff is handled very well and really interestingly. Um, so narrative-wise, I quite liked that stuff. And, and even the main plot involving this sort of like splinter group of the Mongols, uh, I also really enjoyed. But it's all kind of interwoven really nicely. Um I'd say the main nice. story. This is another one I'm sure we'll. This oh. is another one I'm sure we'll go back to and do like a full episode on the DLC. But um, yeah, yeah, it's very. Uh, that's very interesting. It's one I've been meaning to get to. Yeah, and and I'd say the main story is about probably if you mainline it and do, do anything else, probably about four hours. Um, so it's not too lengthy, but there's a bunch of side activities, new ones you can go do. Um bunch of do like animal shrines you can find like this time around they've added like cats and deer and monkeys to go hang out with so that's cool um i really have enjoyed all the side quests on the island too i think there's a lot of effort put into those from a narrative perspective those have been pretty neat um so yeah lots to do and see here and i think it's definitely worth the 20 bucks that it costs to upgrade that so yeah ghost of ikishima it's it's really cool ghost of tsushima really cool game would have absolutely replayed the whole thing if I had time. <laughs> so. um, now, is the PS5 version the one with the lip-syncing fix? Yes, it is. Um, okay. 
And I believe that's because the cutscenes in the PS5 version are now real-time. And they can real-time So they have it. some automated stuff there. Um, so yeah, if you do care about that, I guess that is a reason to get the PS5 version. Yeah, um, I might I might do that, actually. <laughs> if that's worth $10 for you. I played this in English, um, just like I played the main game. And, you know, acting's still fantastic. Um, so yeah, yeah, good stuff. Um... Uh, Ooh, where should we head next? Uh, why don't you give me another one of yours? All right. Um, this is a short one. I I, I dove into WarioWare Gold um, a couple of times on the 3DS. It's just charming. It's wonderful. It's basically just a compilation of all the other WarioWare games up to that point. So you get a bunch of classic games. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this one for the Wii. I remember this. And um, it's just wonderful. If you don't know what WarioWare is, it's basically a ton of what they call micro games. Um they throw at you it's kind of arcadey um so it'll give you like a prompt or something to do and then you basically only have a couple seconds to do it so for example one of them will be like pick this guy's nose and then a nose will come on your screen it'll move from left to right and then you have a hand and you have to press a to make the hand go up and pick the nose right and it's a bunch of just silly garbage like that and it's really goofy and it actually gets really challenging as the the time decreases you start getting more mini games thrown at you faster uh, it's it's a wonderful game, but I've basically been playing it because the new one's coming out soon. Mario Work, get it together. They put out a demo for that, which I believe you also checked out, right? Yes. Um, yeah, and, and so I, I checked out that as well. and really enjoyed it, uh, which I was glad because I was a little worried because they were changing up the format, and this one now you're controlling specific characters instead of like kind of you know whatever, which I thought might limit it. But the demo was very good. Um, essentially you get your choice of a bunch of characters and these characters play differently. Like Wario can, uh, kind of do like a shoulder check side dash like he can in his platforming games. Um, a couple of them can fly, uh, one of them is like at a UFO thing, you can pick up stuff. And they throw you, the uh, they throw these mini games at you that you have to accomplish and you have to figure out how to do it with each character. That I think adds another layer of complication onto the whole thing, which I really like. Um... The only thing about it I still have a concern with, I I like it when WarioWare throws in a random like 3D environment at you. <laughs> and with this, they won't be able to do that, which I do think is kind of a shame. Um, I think that's my biggest concern for the new game, but I don't know. that that That's to be seen. <laughs> yeah, this demo is a lot of fun. Um, I'm definitely excited for the full release, but... Um... It seems interesting. I still, um, I also played WarioWare Gold. I think I bought it when it came out just because I was looking for something for the 3DS. And um, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. The voice acting is weird that it's there, but, um, but yeah, WarioWare Gold. You don't like Gold. Wario speaking in full sentences? I don't like any of them speaking into full, in full sentences, <laughs> to be honest. It's weird. Like, Wario is probably the least off-putting. Um. But yeah, WarioWare Gold's a fun time. Uh, I still think Smooth Moves is probably my favorite for the Wii. Um, yeah. But yeah, the WarioWare games are super charming. Yeah, they are. Um, why don't you tell me about? Why don't you tell me about your revisit to Little Nightmares Two? Yeah, Little Nightmares Two just recently got a PS5 upgrade. Um, this came out at a weird time because I was in between games and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, uh, I want something sort of 
easy to play. So I was like, I'll just go and get the platinum for Little Nightmares 2. So I popped the disc in and uh, spent the day getting the platinum. It only took me like a couple hours, but um, it's a fun platinum. There's some weird things in between and uh, replaying the chapters is pretty short, so it's not too bad. Uh, And then literally, I believe the next day, they're like, hey, the PS5 version's coming out. (laughs) So... um, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do it again. Uh, so the PS5 version came out. I updated the game to the PS5 version, which uh, isn't super like different from the PS4 version. It just has like better lighting and uh, volumetric shadows and whatnot. Like just minor increases across the board. Um, the haptics as well are changed. The so I was like, okay, I'll just get the platinum again. So uh, over a couple days, I played through the entire game start to finish and got the platinum again. Um, I just did it back to back and yeah, this game is still really good. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, even playing it two times, two and a half times back to back. Um, after playing it about like two and a half times earlier this year, uh, still holds up still entirely worth checking out. Um, and I had thought, I was like, okay, cool. I did Little Nightmares 2 Platinum twice. Uh, I should go get the trophies for Little Nightmares 1, since that's also on the PlayStation. It doesn't have a Platinum, but I could get all the trophies. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not doing that. Uh, Little Nightmares 1 has a trophy called Hard to the Core, and it requires you to beat the entire game in under an hour without dying. Oof. And I'm like, um, <laughs> I think I'm okay, actually. <laughs> yeah, those are those are rough. I think Doom Eternal has something like that too. <laughs> uh, Doom Eternal and the DLC, actually, both DLC chapters have um, achievements where you have to play an extra life mode, where if you run out of extra lives, you have to start over. And it says, okay, beat beat the game in extra life mode with ten extra lives left at the end of the game. Uh, the the DLC chapters lower them to five extra lives at the end of the game, at the end of the DLC chapter. Um, but those ones aren't too bad because you could just set the game to easy mode and just run through okay. the whole game. And you know so, what? Actually, I'm thinking of Wolfenstein 2. <laughs> Wolfenstein oh, 2 tracks. has the one that's like, you could only die like three times or something. <laughs> that seems ridiculous. Which, with a game with massive difficulty spikes, that just seems really frustrating. Uh, yeah. That, that sucks. I, achievements like that are really frustrating. Um, I Last night, actually, we delayed the recording of this podcast so I can talk about this. I dipped into Judgment, uh, the first one. And uh, I, I don't have too much to say. I'm about an hour and a half in or so. But it is definitely a Yakuza game. And I like it a lot <laughs> because of that. It's uh, got that same sense of like place and style. Um, I don't know. I, I have found as I've played more of these games, that they kind of start to feel a little cozy to me. So I was quite enjoying the experience of just hanging out in Camarocho again. Um, I like the new character. I like the the new sort of, like, style. Um, if you don't know, Judgment is basically about a disgraced lawyer who becomes a detective um, instead of a Yakuza member. And so... Um, yeah, it just got this vibe and feel. Um, you're still friends with all the people at your 
lawyer's office, at least so far that's what I gather. So I've been back there several times and I can already tell like this is a good sense of place, which I like. Um, and yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, not too much to report yet, but you know, I'll, I'll get back to that soon. Nice. Um, what about this big game that you played? This, uh, um, this psychic knots. Let's save that for last since it's kind of the newest thing here. Um, what about, have you played Sonic? Have you played Sonic Robo Blast 2? Um, I played a little bit of it. I got a couple, like two or three stages in and, uh, didn't finish it, but yeah, I played yeah. some of it. So I played some of that this weekend. Um, something I've been meaning to get to for a, a while now. Um, if you don't know, this is a kind of a infamous, that's not infamous, famous fan game. Um, it's been in development forever. It's um, interesting because it is a Sonic game that sort of runs on a... I think it's a really heavily modified version of the original Doom engine. Um, and it's it's a 3D platformer in that sense. And it's, it's very strange. It's very cool. It's very ambitious. Um, it has a unique look to it. It looks like Doom. It's got that 3D environment, but like everything else is a 2D polygon. Um, or not polygon, 2D sprite. So like Sonic himself and all the rings and the flowers and the enemies um, have that flat look to them. Um, and it it kind of plays like a Sonic game, but not in some like key aspects. I'm playing on controller, and I think one of the smart things they do is they map the jump button to the left bumper and the spin dash button to the right bumper. So kind of like how Mirror's Edge controls. Um, so you can always be moving and looking while also jumping, which is smart. Um, and I think the first couple of stages of this game feel really brilliant. They're really fun. Um, there's a great sense of speed. They're very big and intricate. Um, there's like multiple different pathways you can discover. So there's a, there's a lot going on here. I have basically, though, hit a roadblock where the stages get hard <laughs> and they expect some tricky platforming from you. And the game is quite slippery. And I've, I've run into some instances where I've had just some, like, frustrating platforming moments where I just feel like the game is a little too hard <laughs> for its own good. Um, and I don't know if that's limitations of the Doom engine or just how it's meant to be and I'm not perceiving it correctly. But it is it has gotten to a point where I'm not sure if I'll finish it just because I'm a little frustrated with it. I don't know if that's your experience. Um, it wasn't really my experience. I played it with uh, keyboard and mouse, which I, I don't know. It just kind of felt right for this game. Um, and yeah, you know, turning the camera because it's basically if you think about like a first person uh, shooter, almost it's like that except you're moving the character who's at the center of the screen. <laughs> um, so looking and moving the camera with the mouse felt really natural. And yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I didn't get super far into it, so I don't know if those levels do get just really difficult. But um, I I like the sense of speed and the sort of it felt like you could do a lot um, with just like the moves that you're given um, to move around this space, uh, which some 3D Sonic games do kind of fail at. So uh, yeah, I was having a good time. Uh, yeah, what did you think about the special stages? If you unlocked any? Um... Yeah, so I, I assume it's never having played a Knights game. That's what that is, right? Yep, it's just Knights. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'll like Knights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was not a fan. <laughs> um, I, I get the reference, but I was like, ooh, I don't like the way this plays. Um, it was interesting to see, and visually I think it's cool. 
Um, but yeah, I found it like kind of confusing at first. Where I'm like, is this a, like a linear path? Or can I yep. free from control it? And I'm just messing it up. Like it was weird. Um, yeah, anyway, I'm not done with the game. I'm going to keep trying it. Uh, and it might just be me. Maybe I'm just bad at it. I, I do think that it it's image it's love it. it's um engine limitations do show i wish i could look up and down for 3d platformer i think yeah, that, which that the does engine did not do yeah i think that that just feels weird you know like it, it's like even if it doesn't truly need it it just feels wrong to me or i'm like i, I want to be able to look around to make sure i'm nailing these jumps um or whatever. One of the interesting mechanics that this game has, it has, it's not a homing attack, but it has basically this like dash, like air dash that you do that kind of works like the homing attack, but you don't, you can't damage people with it. It just gives you a speed burst, um, which is cool. I like the idea of it. I wish this game had a proper homing attack. I feel like that would help fix the problems I'm having with the platforming. Um, it kind of does highlight why 3D Sonic games have that homing attack very nicely because. There's just a lot of instances where I'm trying to jump to a platform with a spring and then I slip off the platform. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. God damn it. Um, yeah, it could just be me. Also, that attack is weird. It doesn't work based on the direction the character is facing. It works based on the direction your screen is facing. Um, which, again, I think is probably a remnant of the engine they're using. Which is really weird and hard to get used to, <laughs> I gotta say. Like... The character will zoom to the center of the screen, so you have to put your screen at whatever you're going to. You can't just, like, kind of aim the character in that direction, which you don't realize how much you do that until it's dependent on the screen position, which is yeah, interesting. Uh, it's an interesting shooting mechanic. You're shooting, you're shooting Sonic out of your shooter gun. Yeah, basically. And you have to aim the camera at it. It's bizarre. Um yeah, but it's an interesting thing for sure, and I'm excited to keep keep going and keep trying it out. And maybe get better at it. Again, I, I, I have dabbled. I basically did this all in one sitting. So, you know, going back to it, I might have different feelings. Um, well, another what, classic shooter. Yeah, <laughs> sure, another classic shooter. Why don't you tell me about Quake? Um, yeah, uh, there's a new version of Quake that just released. Um, if you don't know Quake, it's the... 1996 shooter from id after they did doom 2 they did quake and uh quake was hugely influential on like every shooter ever made after it (laughs) um so much so that like people have noticed the same flickering lights pattern in like half-life alex (laughs) it's like just been going on for so long um but they just released a new version of quake this this one is a port of the original uh done by night dive studios who you might know for doing uh system shock enhanced edition as well as like the turok ports and a lot of those like classic uh they also did like the doom 64 port um they're the like, blue point of shooters <laughs> of like classic n64 era video games yeah um, shadow man which i really want to play yeah, so uh, shout out to Night Dive. They did a great job on this port. Um, I think it also includes all the changes that uh, Quake 64 had. Um, they just kind of include those as well. That's so interesting. Um, but yeah, I think uh, Quake is 
super cool for its time. And I think it still holds up. It's basically like if you took classic doom, but you actually made it like properly 3d. (laughs) So it still has that same feel, that same combat feel and the same level design feel that classic doom had. But now that it's actually fully 3d, they do stuff like allowing you to look up (laughs) and that sounds um, nice it's very nice um and having all the enemies like be 3d models and uh just having like a better sense of place um compared to the classic doom games um another thing that the original quake does really well i think is one of the main like heavy weapons you get is a grenade launcher which you know me i love a classic grenade launcher um but since it's fully 3d like they can they made it so that the grenade launcher can bounce off of walls and objects (laughs) so you can be really creative with it if you like know an enemy's around a corner and there's like kind of a slanted wall or you get a right angle you can bounce it off the wall to hit them Uh, very Um, fun yeah which does add to this chaos because there are also enemies with um grenade launchers and they don't like actively bounce things off of walls at you because they don't see you or they just don't have the programming for that but when they shoot it does bounce around crazily so you kind of have to keep that in mind um it's got a really cool like lovecraftian aesthetic um and yeah i think um and then this new version also adds a new chapter that wasn't in the original versions um which is cool i haven't gotten to it yet because i was playing through the main game but yeah, uh, definitely recommend the original Quake if you're a, if you're a classic Doom fan, you've probably already played it, but it's very good. I'm really curious about that new chapter because it's developed by Machine Games, um, which I I want to see what they did with that. From what I heard, it's really really good. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So that's that's awesome. Um, so the big thing I spent my time doing since the last recordings is I played through most of the Psychonauts series. Um, I would say right up front, you let me your your Oculus so I could play Robins of Ruin, and I still have not finished it. <laughs> so, I okay, Robins of Ruin is, is cool. It's an adventure game. You know, I'm gonna finish it hopefully soon. So I'll have more to say on that next time we do one of these probably. Um, so that's cool. But I did play all the way through Psychonauts one and two. Um, so I guess we'll start off with Psychonauts one. Uh. It's awesome. <laughs> like, like that's One is such a cool video game. It has some issues um, design-wise. I do think it has a couple of problems. Um, notably, if you're going to play this game and you've never have before, make sure you buy the, the sort of dowsing rod thing to find deep arrowheads <laughs> from the shop. Arrowheads are the currency because um, you're going to need that. And then don't buy anything else until you have enough to buy the mental cobweb duster. <laughs> just uh, just going to put that out there right now. Otherwise, you'll be doing a lot of farming. <laughs> and that's not very fun. Um, but other than that small hiccup, Psychonauts is, is a very cool game uh, with lots of really inventive and amazing level design. Um, it still has, in my, my book, some of the most inventive platforming levels ever. <laughs> Like, I think it's so creative and wonderful. I think for the most part, the writing really holds up. It's a very funny game. Um, I guess I should probably say the premise, huh? 
Um, if you don't know, <laughs> that it, might help. It takes place in a in, in a summer camp, and you play as Raz, this um, circus child who ran away to become a psychonaut. Um, and in this universe, it's kind of like uh, I don't know X Men or something where you you're born with psychic abilities. So like telekinesis and like pyrokinesis, like you can do stuff like that. Um, you can look inside other characters' minds and all this fun stuff. Um, and yeah, Raz runs away from his family who hates psychics is the setup. And so now he comes to the summer camp to, to learn how to be a psychonaut because that's his dream. Um, and the levels of the game take place inside of other characters' minds, which is a really great idea because it really frees up the level design because you can kind of do whatever you want um, inside another person's mind. Um, so, for example, the first character is Coach Ollivander, and um, he's sort of this, like, military coach dude. He's very goofy-looking, um, but he's the first class you attend, and so you jump inside his mind, and his mind is like a war zone. Um you know, complete with, like, planes and, you know, explosions and, like, a minefield that you traverse at one point. Like, it's super creative. Um, and then the next, you know, it, it, like, characters' minds will unfold like that. I don't want to spoil the levels because they're just really cool. <laughs> if you haven't seen them, it, it gets wild. Um, you know, some of the early levels, like, you, you know, another teacher you'll go into has, like, like this party that's going on and that's where you learn the levitation ability um where you can basically roll around on a ball and gain extra speed um but yeah at its core it is a 3d action adventure platformer um lots of collectathon energy if you want to treat it like that um and it yeah it's it's kind of just a wonderful video game um it has a very unique look which i know turns some people off i like it a lot but it is very weird and strange um, yeah, the look of this game very much reminds me of sort of that era that this game came out in. Um, it kind of has almost like a, um, like the obvious comparison would be to like Tim Burton's stop motion style, um, but also kind of with like a little bit of Invader Zim mixed in there and uh, has that sort of, some could see it as like a gross out style, but I don't think it really is that. It just has a very... Um, weird style to it. it reminds me a lot of like courage the cowardly dog <laughs> yeah i could see that too it's just got this like sometimes points gnarly but i i find it charming style um there's like this... no consistency in the character design where some of them will look like caricatures of actual people but then some of them will look like weird blue skinned people <laughs> and it's just kind of like all over the place um but but it has its own cohesion in a weird way i don't know it's yeah, kind of hard to was... explain <laughs> This was kind of the golden age of like these sort of platformers, these weird platformers was this early 2000s. So we got a lot um a lot of platformers kind of in this style, but Psychonauts does stand a um stand out in the wake of those. Yeah, it's quite cool and I do want to comment on the vibes this game has cuz it has some vibes um in the overworld, which is the summer cap, which you can go explore and find more collectibles and find other characters to talk to um i just love it like i've played this game twice now and both times i'm like god this is so good like just the calming kind of music and walking over and seeing all the bored kids um and seeing all their like weirdo scenes and some of them get kind of dark which is really interesting 
Um, the vibe it really gives me is like Camp Laszlo. Uh, that's interesting. The vibe it really gives me is camp. <laughs> like, like actual camp. Like it's, actual summer camp. Yeah, it like really nails that. I, I, I love that. It's it's really well done. Um, and that was kind of one of my biggest concerns going into Psychonauts 2. Was I was a little worried the vibe would be gone. Because, because of necessity out of the story, it kind of changes locations. Um... Right off the bat, I gotta be honest, Psychonauts 2 might have my favorite hub world of all time. <laughs> oh, really? It's so good. Uh, it's so much fun to explore. It's larger than you think. It's it's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Mother Lobe, which is where you hang out. Um, Psychonauts 2 is a sequel 16 years in the making. Like it's It was 16 years since the last game came out. And it doesn't feel like it missed a beat. Like, it truly feels like the sequel to that game. Um, it is a really cool thing. Where you get in there and, like, you get connections to the characters from the first game in there. And some returning. And it just feels right. Like, it truly feels like the next game in that saga. Without having missed something. Which, you know, sometimes when you get sequels that late, it can feel like something was lost. I don't feel that here, which is a really incredible accomplishment. Um, I also think playing this, you would never guess that this started out as a crowdfunded, basically, indie game. Because it does not feel that way either. It feels larger than what it is, which is really cool. Um, you know, and I think that's partially due to Microsoft coming in and giving the money halfway through. Um, but it's, it's awesome. The same inventive level design happens throughout here, too. Um... Let me think what I could talk about. People have probably heard of the first level, which is pretty gnarly. Um, is that the, the first level? One? Yes. It's full of teeth because you're in the mind of a dentist. Um, God, a lot it's of so levels, creepy. Yeah, but it's teeth mixed with an office complex. So you'll be like filing cabinets with gums on them. It's awful. It's really disgusting. <laughs> it's looking. awful. It's great. I love it. Um and so, yeah, you get this really inventive level design still. Like, there's still this very creativeness to it. And, man, sometimes I... I don't know about you, but I forget how good Tim Schafer is at writing. Um, I haven't played too many Double Fine games, but every time I do, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is, like, top-tier comedy writing. It's so funny. Um there's so many characters to run around and talk to in the overworld and in the, the levels. And it's phenomenal. And when it wants to be serious, it is very serious. And I think that, like, that is one of this game's biggest accomplishments to me. Is I finished levels sometimes and was like, oh, man, that was, like, a lot heavier than I was expecting it to. And not in, like, a heavy-handed way. Like, it's very subtle a lot of times, but it, it delivers. I, I really think this game is very special. <laughs> And it's hard to describe it without spoiling it, but I, I think this is a must-play if you have the ability to. Um, how's the how's the controls? Uh, excellent. I think it's greatly improved over the first game. The first game is totally serviceable, but I, I would say the controls are, you know, they're fine. It, it works fine. I think here, uh, jumping just feels better. I think they've done a good job of, like, refining that. Um, you still get an array of psychic abilities, They've kind of overhauled combat now, too. They give you, like, a dodge button and enemies to have health bars. 
Uh, which, you know, I know that the, sometimes in these platformer games, when they put more of a focus on combat, that that can harm them. I found it to be pretty good here. I found the combat to be, you know, not super hardcore or anything, but just interesting enough to keep my attention. A um, lot of new enemy types. They're just like... Like... Um, mental puns all over the place like every enemy is some sort of pun on some sort of like mental block which i i love um and there's a lot of them so i feel like it really spices up the combat and yeah i i, I just go play this game <laughs> trust me yeah just off mic you were saying it was gonna rival mario odyssey for best platformer and that's really yeah. high praise so i think so in my opinion yeah Definitely. It definitely has... I, I think I like the levels, at least the the art and the creation of the levels more than I do Mario Odyssey's, which is, you know, <laughs> really impressive. Um, it, it's, it's quite excellent. Alright. So, let's talk about some news, some current events. Uh, let's start with the most interesting thing, or exciting thing for me, at least. We got... Uh, and we talked about this, I think, of the last one of these we recorded forever ago. But we got the Hub World Showcase um, in the last couple of weeks. And what that was, it was an indie showcase specifically meant for developers of 3D platformers. Um, did you watch this live? Um, yes. No, I watched it, like, maybe an hour after it aired. But yes. Okay. Yeah, I did, I did too. Um, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Um, I just want to comment before we run this down. This was a really wonderful thing. And I really recommend, if you're interested in this genre, to go check it out. I think it was really well constructed and put together. Um, it wasn't too long. I didn't feel like my time was being wasted. I feel like a bunch of games got to be shown, but nothing overstood its welcome. It was a really well-paced and put-together show. My only complaint is they did a whole section at the end of games that were already out. I wish they had something after that to kind of like end us on a, you know, a big cap, but that's it. And it's a small complaint. I feel like it moved pretty well. Uh, what did you think of the show? Yeah, it was, it was really cool. A lot of these, um, just because I've been <coughs> keeping tabs on some of these, um, I had actually seen like a majority of these games before. Yeah, um, me too. Some, there wasn't too many surprises here for me as well. Uh, yeah, some I had seen either on Twitter, like uh, some I had been following for a while. Others uh, showed up in the Wholesome Direct that aired earlier this summer. Um, but, I mean, it wasn't like I wasn't happy to see them. <laughs> some of them I'm like, oh, yay, this is great. Um, so, yeah, there was a couple surprises that I'm like, oh, this could be really good. But uh, for the most part, I kind of saw what was coming. Um, but yeah, it didn't hamper my enjoyment of this presentation at all. Yeah. And what the whole thing's like 45 minutes, right? Something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's not too long. Yeah. It's totally worth your time if you're looking for more games like this. And, and even if you're just like at that section at the end, right, these are indie games. So you might not have heard of them and they're out now. So it's definitely worth watching to learn about stuff. Um, you, you gave us a whole list here. Do you want to run this down? Um, Sure, Stop yeah. I, to say. I realized um, there might not be an actual list like published later, so I wrote this down as I was watching it. Good call. Um, so, first shown was Clive and Wrench. Hell yeah. Waiting for um, the, this is what I feel like I've been waiting for for years. 
yeah, Dustin showed me this one, and this one looks uh, pretty interesting, pretty cool. Yeah, um, sort of a Banjo-Kazooie-esque 3D collectathon. Um, large of really large-looking levels. Um, I believe this one's being published by Playtonic, which is cool. You get some of the ukulele characters in there, which is cute. Um, I think they also showed off there's like some other cameos from other um, indie games. Some other platformers, too, like... Um... Uh, Here Comes Nico, I think, had a cameo in this. <laughs> I think that was uh, Demon's Turf, which is also oh, being you're published right. by... Okay. It's, it's a little confusing, but yeah. Um, but yeah, Climate Ridge looks wonderful. I'm I'm very excited for this one. Uh, next shown was Tower Princess, which is a procedural action platformer. This one was um, new to me. Looked interesting. Yep. Uh, kind of interesting. This next one was a total surprise i had not heard of this one before but me too uh instantly grabbed me and this was silo sybil um this is a crash bandicoot game <laughs> it is 100 percent a crash bandicoot game <laughs> it's like uh, like kind of the way we were talking about Splitgate being a halo game <laughs> like this is a crash bandicoot game <laughs> it's wild yeah, it doesn't have Crash, but it. I like the, you know, Mushroom Girl protagonist. It's very nice. Um, but yeah, everything else is just like, you could tell me it was from a Crash game, and I'd believe you. Yeah, it looks very cool. I'm very excited about this one. I believe there's a demo. Yes, um, I played the demo, and I will tell you right now, it is brutal. Okay. It's like classic Crash Bandicoot, but every stage was Stormy Ascent. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> So be prepared to be really good at Crash Bandicoot if you're okay. going to play this. Okay, interesting. Yeah, looks very cool. Um, the next one was Demon Turf, uh, which we had seen before. One. Yeah, looks very cool still. I, I like the flat, like Paper Mario looked for the characters. Um, yeah, this is the one with all those cameos. Um, this one has a, an ongoing demo that gets updated every once in a while um on steam so if you want to check it out i highly recommend it i've played it a couple times it's very fun the controls for this look really flexible which is, is interesting yeah it's got a lot of like air dashing and like you know like it's, it's that very like kind of flashy style platforming which is cool uh next was castle on the coast you play as a giraffe who can parkour yep look cute uh next was peeb adventures <laughs> Um, which looks like LSD Dream Emulator, but you play as a little blob with a grappling hook. Yeah, this one, this one's interesting. I, I'm curious to see more. I feel like this was one of those that I could have gotten a little more from because I'm, I'm not sure if I'm sold yet, but I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, this is one I'll keep an eye on. Uh, next was Radventure, which is one I've been following for yeah. a while. Um, it looks like a mix of. 3d rayman sonic and what i would imagine a 3d rystar game looks like yeah um, um, i'm i'm into this it looks very cool yeah it, it, it looks fantastic um which is, is is exciting yeah this one's been kicking around for a few years too uh next was something that i was not expecting to see but i'm very excited this was spark the electric jester 3 right um, which was announced a while ago, like I knew it was coming, but to see like footage of it was really cool. It looks even more like a Sonic game than Electric Jester 2 did. <laughs> right, that's what these basically are, right? They're they're Sonic clones, like intentionally. 
Yeah, I think the first one did a little bit more with like the abilities and it felt almost Kirby in that aspect. Uh, but Electric Jester 2 especially was like, let's just make a boost era Sonic game. <laughs> um, yeah. With, you know, more moves and stuff. Uh, so seeing this look even more like that, I'm like, okay, I'm all in. <laughs> yeah, this looked very cool. I'm 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 down for it. I, I need to get to a shot. I keep meaning to. <laughs> That's one that keeps slipping through the cracks for me. And me too. I played the first one and really enjoyed it. So um, The and first I one's a, li- a 2D game, right? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Um, and then the second one's a 3D platformer. So, um, but I just need to get back to two. Uh, next up was Frogun. Or Frogun. Great. Uh, this reminded me a lot of like the 2000s era Frogger games. You know, the ones on like GameCube, PS2, Game Boy Advance. Except it's like more of a platformer than those are. Yeah, it's um, it's got that like, kind of isometric, like grid-based thing going on. But you're right; you're not tied to the grid, seemingly. Um, but it still has like gun. You have a frog gun, uh, using the frog gun's tongue to like move blocks and solve some puzzles and do some platforming. Like that feels all very Frogger. So, yeah, I'm very this, into this one. This game to me is a case of why these presentations are important and cool. Because I've seen this game several times, like on Twitter and stuff through GIF form. And I, I was just like, I'm not really interested in that. Like, this doesn't look, look that great to me. Um, seeing this, like, fully, like, get a full trailer and stuff like that, I was like, oh, okay. Now I suddenly kind of get what this is a little more, and I'm, I'm way more interested and excited for it. It also has that PS1 low-poly look, too, which I'm a big fan of. Yeah, the sort of jagged polygons. Uh, this one has a demo, which I have not played yet, but I'm... Oh, does it? it? I missed that. Uh, that yeah, out. this was also... In, over the past couple of weeks, there was Sage, uh, the Sonic Amateur Games Expo. Um, and a I couple know, of these um, games showed up there. Uh, this was one of them. It showed up as one of the um, original games, and it has a demo there. I believe Radventure had a demo there as well. Yes. Is that stuff still up, or did they take it down? It... No, it's still up. Oh, cool. I might check that out then. Um, Advent Neon was also there, and that's a 2D action platformer I'm looking at. Cool. Um, there's also, while we're off on Sage right now, there's also, um... Yeah, who cares? We can get in Tangent Land. <laughs> Tangent Land for Sage. Uh, there's some really cool fan projects there. Uh, I did not check out all of them, but some of the really interesting ones were, like, uh, Sonic Riders X, which is a full fan-made remake of Sonic Riders. Yeah, I've seen video of that. It looks wild. It's really graphically impressive. Um, and then the other one that's interesting, but I didn't find a demo. I just need to look harder, uh, is Sonic Rush 3D, which is a 3D remake of yes. the original Sonic Rush game. That looks so cool. I love the Sonic model too. <laughs> it's yeah, great. It's, it's basically like the boost era gameplay in 3D, but then also with the sort of low poly DS models. <laughs> um, it looks very cool. Yeah. Is that also where that Sonic fighting game trailer came from? Um, Probably. probably. I would have to confirm that. There's a, there's a really cool trailer out there for a, like a fully fan-made Sonic like 2D I believe fighter. That's Sonic Showdown is what it's called. Yeah. It's like wild. It's, it's really cool looking. Like it looks very fully featured, um, which is really neat. Okay. Back to Hub World. <laughs> uh, to next Hub. game... Next game is Togs. Um, 
This one had the weird block stacking where you could like right. be a snake okay. of blocks. Okay. Yes. I really could not grasp what this game was about. <laughs> yes, it, it was a weird one. Um, and at first, I thought it was a different game. There's a game on Steam I've been looking at for a while called Unbox- Unboxing that I thought was this game, and then it wasn't. I was like, which one is this? Yes. Okay. Definitely one that I, I feel like we need more of. Uh, next up was Hell Pie. This uh, one, I forgot this one was a thing. This is another one that's been around for a bit. And when this came up, like, I've been getting confused with Demon's Turf, because they have a similar vibe. Um, I, for, I forgot this thing existed. I had never heard of this one, but um, it was the only thing where I was like, oh, wait, the tone of this show is really weird. Oh, yeah. Because it's all kind of like, the whole, like, presentation this Hub World Showcase is very, like, kitty and kind of kid-friendly, and then this game shows up, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's it's this, it's very interesting looking. Yeah, this has like Binding of Isaac level of gross out graphics. <laughs> but sometimes not. <laughs> like there's some like friendlier looking levels in it, which is really weird and kind of incongruous. Um I think the big but hook you, here is you have a little floating friend that you can use as like a grappling hook. Friend's um, a strong world friend, word. I, yeah. I'm being generous with the word friend. I think they <laughs> said he was enslaved. <laughs> so but yeah, you could use him as a grappling hook. You know, it's got that like doob, like like you're like you're you're basically a demon, and you're. It seems like you're gonna go challenge or kill God or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It, it seems like it could be cool. Keep my eye on it for sure. Yeah. Uh, next up was Zero Miss Awaken. Yes. Um, we mentioned this one in our Spyro Heroes Tale episode. Um. Or was it Enter the Dragonfly, I believe? I believe. It was Enter the Dragonfly, yeah. Um, yeah, this one is very exciting. Um, I played the demo of it a little bit. Uh, this is basically just a Spyro game. It started off as Spyro Misawaken, and then they got DMCA'd, so they just changed it into an original thing. Um, it looks very, very cool. <laughs> yes, it is. And, and that demo is very cool. Um, I've played it as well. It's on... Um... I believe the developer's name is Cyredes, and it's on their itch.io page. You can go find it. Yeah, shout um, out to Cyredes if you're listening. <laughs> it's definitely worth playing. Um, it's got that Spyro, that awesome like like look to it, where it, it looks like that. Like it's got those like awesome skyboxes, and it's definitely got that vibe, which I'm a big fan of. Yes, uh, very excited to keep to see more of this as it comes together. One hundred percent. Um, after this was Zoo Strikers, which looked like more of a combat Fall Guys almost. <laughs> yeah, this one was weird. Um, it was a multiplayer, yeah. Yeah, it was like multiplayer, but with a hub world. It seemed like. Um, yeah, it was an interesting, interesting game. Um, I don't know about this one. This one's weird. I, I, I feel like Fall Guys for me. I, I liked it the first couple times, but then never went back to it. <laughs> So I wonder, I wonder if this one adding a hub world will be more enticing for me. Um, yeah, this one's kind of up in the air. Like. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, next up was Billy Bust Up. Right. Um, also notable because the developers of this put on Hub World, I believe. Um, yes, at least one of the hosts was a voice actor for this game as well. Right, yep. Um, plus it has a really cute axolotl character. 
<laughs> I mean, as does Zira, but <laughs> uh, I just yeah, like Billy Bust Up is, is uh... oh oh, and sorry, audience, Connor is like freezing for me and then speeding up real fast. So if I keep talking over him, apologies. <laughs> you still there? Yep. Cool. Yeah, uh, Billy Bust Up is cool. It, it recently, relatively recently, just kind of like had a Kickstarter and, and surpassed that. Um, it's kind of billing itself as like a musical 3D platformer, which is cool. And I believe it's all co-op. So if you want to play it with a partner or whatever, it, it, it looks neat. I'm, I'm curious about that one. Uh, next up was Here Comes Nico, which is... Uh, the... We are in the territory, by the way, if these games are out. Um, yes. Um, the This one is being sold as a 3D platformer for tired people. My favorite. <laughs> Uh, it just looks it's great it it looks uh, super chill and uh, i'm into its sort of relaxed vibe to it yeah i've been meaning to play this one since it came out a couple weeks ago it's just time <laughs> and there's a lot of games <laughs> it has a similar kind of art style to demon's turf where it's like a 2d character in a 3d world um but it looks very cute and it looks it's very island based it's got a mario sunshine vibe as well uh, next was Tori 3D, which you play as a bird with glassics, glasses, and it looks like he has ice physics. <laughs> I've heard um, very nice things about this. Yeah, and then it also, there was another trailer for a Tori 2. Yeah. Um, Tori 1, I believe, is like $3, and I've heard it's, you know, like maybe two hours. So maybe something to check out um, if you're interested. I think it's on Switch. Uh, next up was Blue Fire, um, which we've seen before. We've talked about it before, I'm sure. Yep, still looks very cool. Still need to play it. Uh, next was Pile Up Box by Box. God. The full title of this one. All the box uh, games. You get boxes. People like boxes. Um, yeah, they, there's just a bunch of cardboard boxes. It looks like a puzzle co-op platformer, which is cool. Yeah. Um, Twin Stones, The Journey of Buka. It looks very adventure-focused, more so than platforming. Um, it's got a cool look to it. Yep, definitely. Uh, and then the last one was Omno, I believe is what it is, how it's spelled and spoken. Omno, yes. It's also, this one's on Game Pass, and I've had it installed for a bit. I keep meaning to get to it. I've heard it compared to, like, Journey so uh yeah that was kind of the vibe i got where it's got this like skating it's got like roller skating um but it's the gameplay looked very much like the pathless where like you're using this to keep the speed going right it seems like a shorter linear adventure game which is cool i'm down for that um seemed very interesting yep that was hub world showcase all right, we had a couple of leaks uh, and things um, throughout the past couple of weeks we thought we'd touch on. Um, we had an Alan Wake remastered listing for October 5th uh, for PS4, PS5, and the Xbox systems. Um, this seems like it is all but confirmed, and that's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, there was a leak on Rakuten, I believe is how you pronounce that. It's um, an overseas uh, shop. Uh, and then, uh, some, one of the big, like, gaming 
leakers or whatever came out and said that yeah it's real and it's going to be revealed next week most likely at playstation showcase which is this thursday yeah um that it's very exciting we'll talk about that showcase in a minute um uh, another one here GTR, gta remastered trilogy um and that would be the ps2 trilogy so that would be three vice city and um san andreas apparently coming this year early october early november ish yeah this um, was reported on by kotaku um you know collaborate corroborated by a bunch of other leakers but um it's said to be released on ps4 ps5 the xbox systems switch pc stadia and mobile devices yeah very interesting i hope that they add some modern conveniences to this stuff um they said really... it was going to be a mix of like original and new stuff i think mostly assets but then it's also like in unity and um so i would assume they're adding stuff like that yeah i just please give me mid-mission checkpoints <laughs> please i mean if this is on mobile then i would assume they're doing something like that you would hope you would hope all right hit me with this next one uh this one was a little bit ago but again we haven't recorded this in a long time so um uh a voice actor for xenoblade chronicles was on some interview and uh basically leaked that they're working on a new game um, and then other sources came out and confirmed that it is set to be Xenoblade Chronicles 3, it's set to be, like, way far in the future after 2, and, uh, is mostly done, like, it's in the polishing stages and could be announced and released, like, anytime. Yep, and that lines up. We've heard a bunch of stuff, and and just people going, "Well, they do with this every year with a potential Nintendo Direct soon." So that would make sense. Um, that that's cool. I'm I'm happy for Xenoblade fans on that. Are you excited? Because you just got into the series. Well, I would be more excited if I could actually, you know, buy Xenoblade Chronicles Two for a reasonable price. Oh yeah, you want that physically? Good luck. That's definitely what I've heard is <laughs> kind of hard to find. <laughs> Yep. Uh, the other one is Xenoblade Chronicles X, and that's still locked to the Wii U, which I mean, I do have, so I could get it, but I'm still waiting for them to port that to Switch. Um, but I mean, they seem pretty independent anyway, so like, I don't think I need to play them in order. So this this is pretty exciting. Cool. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, what to this? There's not too much details, but another exciting thing that could potentially happen at a in a Nintendo Direct. Um, Game Boy and Game Boy Color games coming to Switch Online, probably. Um, this was, uh, I grabbed this from Eurogamer, um, which they pulled, it was first mentioned on the Nate the Hate podcast, which I also listened to, um, and then collaborated by Eurogamer and Nintendo Life, uh, both say they, they, they can confirm this as well, um, and then the other little detail here is, other retro platforms are potentially on the table. Um, one of the things I got from looking into this, unfortunately, with that last bit there, was other retro game platforms, maybe things like the Turbo Graphics 16, which is not something I think most people care about. 
there's like a handful of games on the <laughs> turbo graphics that i would be interested in but i think most of them have been released elsewhere <laughs> right so game boy game boy color what's this do for you um i think it's i think it's cool like there's a couple games that were available on the virtual console that are worth picking up but having them on switch online is obviously very nice (laughs) you know make them as widely available as possible uh it really comes down to what games are going to be on it um and we've seen to be fair given their recent history with adding retro game set service is a concern (laughs) yeah that's the big concern i feel like some of the first party ones could um could turn out to be pretty cool depending on what happens (laughs) um but some of the third-party ones have already been released. Like, some of those Castlevania games are already released. And, um, you know, it's really up to what third party do, third parties do to, like, one of the games that I would really want on a service like this is Metal Gear Ghost Babel, or Metal Gear Solid for the Game Boy Color. But that's up to Konami to release it. <laughs> so, uh, who knows? Um, as for first-party stuff, I mean... Getting Metroid 2 on there would be great. Getting the original Link's Awakening might be trickier since there is a remake, but getting stuff like the Oracle, Oracle games, games would be really yeah. great. Mario um, Land would be awesome. Um, yeah, the Mario Land trilogy. I really would like to play Donkey Kong 94, so that'd be a good one. Yeah, um, and the Donkey Kong Land trilogy as well. Um, obviously, you can't talk about the Game Boy without mentioning Pokemon. <laughs> you know, Gen yeah. 1 and 2 were on the Game Boy that also seems unlikely to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's I feel the like thing, because be... I could see them being like, nope. Because <laughs> I believe they were released individually on 3DS, because then they had, like, Pokemon Bank support. So it's unlikely that those will be on the service, but that would be pretty big if they were. <laughs> um, Even yeah. though, you know, those games are buggy as hell and not very good. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a weird one. This is one of those where like I feel bad, but for me, I like this. I like there's a couple of games I, w- I I would like to play, but also I really wish this was GBA or N64, <laughs> and I feel like a shithead saying that, but like I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah, hard for I me definitely to get feel excited there. about this. Um, yeah, there's a lot more on GBA that I would be like super stoked to for this, but um, you know, we'll we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and you know that's because like my nostalgia isn't for Game Boy Color. You know, I GBA was my first handheld system, so like that that's more interesting to me as a person. And I I do feel a little underrepresented with Nintendo stuff um, with that stuff. So hopefully they do that. But whatever. There's there's a couple games that w- would be fun. Um, oh, let's talk about this PlayStation event real quick. Uh, PlayStation Showcase announced for this Thursday. Very exciting. Um, I think this will be a big one. They said it'll be about, I think, 40 minutes. Um, and the other detail, they said PSVR 2 will not be there. But other than that, they, there's nothing said about this. So that's that's exciting. Um, I think because Boy, they're... it really, really makes me wonder why they announced that PSVR 2. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'll give them a little slack on this because of the microchip shortage and all that, like launching even more new hardware might just be harder than it seems. Yeah. I don't blame them for not releasing it. Like, I think that's really good, but 
it just makes me wonder why they announced it so soon. Yeah, I mean, we keep thinking we're going to get out of this scarcity period for technology, and they keep pushing it back. I was hearing um, the other day on a podcast or something that apparently another manufacturer of uh, something that regulates power, I can't remember, um, I'm an idiot, <laughs> whatever that thing is, was like saying... capacitor? That, yeah, something like that, was saying that they won't be up and running with those until fall 2023 i think they said oh goodness yeah so um strap in i guess yeah if you're looking to get a gpu or console that's gonna be tough yeah it's pretty rough um so i don't necessarily blame them entirely for this i feel like we keep thinking we're gonna be done with it and then nope (laughs) so yeah no psvr2 um i'm excited for this event i think they're not calling this a state of play. They're just calling it... I think they're call, just calling it a PlayStation Showcase, which I believe is what they called the thing last summer when they announced a bunch of cool-looking stuff. So I think we're going to get some pretty big things here. Um, any predictions? Yeah, this might, this might just be their delayed E3 showcase. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm thinking. Um, I'll start off with just a quick prediction. I think we're going to see God of War. Um, yeah, that seems likely. Yeah, which is exciting. Any thoughts on what we'll see? Um, I mean, God of War is. Does Horizon even have a release date yet? It does. Um, that got announced at Gamescom, which we'll get to in a minute. But yeah, that's early next year. Okay, so yeah, it's kind of like it seems early for certain like big PlayStation exclusives to really be seen, like. We probably won't see Spider-Man 2 or... They love um, to announce things too early, though. That's true. Like, we could see an announcement before. I just don't think we'll see much. No. Um, I could definitely see them being like, here's a Spider-Man 2 logo, though. Yeah, that could happen. Um, yeah, I'm down for whatever they do end up showing, but I'm not expecting much. I'm expecting it to be exciting. I'm not sure I expect a ton of new, new things. I'm expecting gameplay for God of War... I'm expecting more gameplay for uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. Um, oh, yes. I think we could see some extended looks at Final Fantasy 16 or um, the other one, I can't remember the title, Forspoken. Um, that Capcom game, Pragmata, would be cool to see. <laughs> see anything about. Yeah. Um, so there's a bunch of cool, exciting things that they could show here. So I, I'm pretty excited for this one. I, th- I think it'll be pretty big. Um, there's been that rumored Silent Hill thing for fucking years and years and years that I'm sick of hearing about. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the show. I think it'll be a good one. Uh, speaking of shows, our last thing here is the Gamescom opening night live happened. Um, you did not watch it. I watched most of it. I watched Uh, some of the trailers later. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're getting pretty late, so I'm just going to run down the things that I think are interesting. More things happened. Um, we'll have a link that you can check out that'll give you more, more details on that stuff. And if I skip anything you want to talk about, Connor, let me know. Um, so we'll just run through this real quick. First thing they showed was the reveal of the new Saints Row reboot um, by Volition. I... I think this yeah, looks... what is this? <laughs> so it is a reboot of Saints Row. It is completely new, completely new story, new characters. It is sort of toning back the zaniness of Saints Row 4. Um, which, if you remember, <laughs> turned the Saints Row Street Gang into superheroes. 
and made your player character the president of the United States. I thought that was three. That that was four. Um, okay, three was still pretty zany, though. Oh, three was zany. So they're saying they're turning this back to three, which I think is okay. totally fine. Yeah, um, that works. Four also, I believe, <laughs> had you traveling through time. Yeah, that sounds crazy um, enough to be true. <laughs> I was reminded <laughs> when you find... Uh, with Jane Austen is like a pivotal character in that game. That game is great. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, we have Saints Row the reboot. Um, yeah, it seems more grounded in quotes. Like in the trailer, they're driving cars on buildings and shit. It. I think this looks like fun. Um, I like the tone and the style of it personally. So yeah, I'm pretty invested in this one. It's coming out early next year. It's coming out February, which is pretty soon. Um, so yeah, I, I'm down for a game like this too. I was watching the trailer and I was like, man, I kind of miss getting an open world crime game. I'm kind of down for like stealing cars and stuff. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this one. Um, This next one did kind of interest me. This is Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yes. Um, This is a tactics RPG, <coughs> which I know is not for everyone. Uh, it's not grid-based like you know fire emblem or whatever it's more open um more like radius based than um grid based but uh it has some marvel characters that you don't see a whole lot like uh ghost rider and blade <laughs> it's an interesting grouping of characters <coughs> yeah because it's like okay iron man's here but then also blade <laughs> and i do love me some blade yeah, and Doctor Strange is there. I I really like the tone of it. Like, I like this sort of, like, kind of almost goth Marvel thing we have going on here. Um, it's got, like, a base you come back to that's, like, an abbey. Um, you create your own playable character, which seems interesting. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think this could be cool. It's also from the XCOM team, so they tend to pump out quality games. So if you're into that... I, I think this is definitely one to keep your eye out on. To keep your eye out on. Keep your eye on. I'll keep it out. Keep keep your eye out. It's coming out in March too, so pretty soon. Um, let's see. I Halo Halo Infinite. We got our release date here of December eighth. Um, pushing that as far back as they can to say they're still hitting the year. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, guys. Yeah, I'm getting a little little worried for this one but they need to show this campaign yeah pretty much <laughs> it's pretty frustrating honestly as a big halo fan i'm i'm kind of like you guys need to put up or shut up on this one like come on um i i'm really excited for the game i just i need to see it um we didn't talk about it but they talked about how online campaign co-op and forge will not make launch which is pretty Oof, upsetting yeah um and that's why got... this December eighth release date is worrying me. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned. Um, I really don't want another bad Halo game. <laughs> like I really don't, guys. Um, you know, I'll we'll pass judgment when it comes out. I'm still really excited though. Um, Cult of the Lamb is a sort of roguelike indie game. Um, not for me, but I think others might be interested in it. If you want to check out that trailer, um, kind of gave me. Binding of Isaac vibes, which, you know, if you're into that, that's cool. Um, it looks very much like um, Don't Starve. Don't Starve, and then the other one was, like, that drink box game. 
that like top-down adventure game they announced too not that long ago um, huh yeah okay yeah i know Th- that's definitely going to be some people's bag like people are going to be excited for that uh this one i'm excited about though midnight fight express did you see the trailer for this uh no i did not uh play the trailer um on mute you don't need the sound it is yeah, very <laughs> much uh much like how we talk about sifu it very much looks like that sort of like really violent action game it looks fantastic yeah it's like a martial arts <coughs> with some guns thrown in <laughs> yes uh, top-down perspective it looks really good i'm definitely this is definitely one to keep on your radar this is summer of 2022 um very interested in this one <clears throat> um this is where super they announced morgana for super monkey ball um Splitgate um, season zero i'm still excited for super monkey ball <laughs> yeah super monkey ball looks really nice oh there was a couple uh, of, oh new lego star wars trailer which continues to look fantastic um that got delayed till early next year i'm i'm slightly worried because that's one that just keeps getting punted back but i'm, I'm still interested um, yeah, originally I thought this was just kind of like a remake of the originals, but it's a oh lot no. more than that. <laughs> no, no, no. This looks. The reason I'm excited for this is because I think they're finally addressing some of their gameplay. Um, I've played a couple of Lego games, and, and they're pretty good, but they're also really bland gameplay wise. So looking at this, I think that they've taken some of that feedback finally to heart. Um, this looks very much like a Ratchet and Clank game, which is fine by me. Um, I think it looks really nice, and I'm very excited for it. Yeah. Um, did you see this trailer for Outlast Trials? I did. Um, this I, seems weird. <laughs> I am a noted disliker of the Outlast games. That's fair. So I this is not on my radar at all. I will say there are a couple shots where the characters appear to be using weapons, so maybe they're rethinking... Some of like the weapons and traps and stuff like yeah it's it seems... weird and it's also like a co-op which but like seems you can like... fight back yeah which seems like antithetical to what atlas fans want i don't know though maybe i'm wrong yeah, about that it could just be a different take on it so we'll yeah. have to see but... like my whole problem with Outlast is i just think they're kind of boring <laughs> so if they're getting in combat maybe that'll get me in um we'll see um, uh, this then... next one, though. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what this is. It's a game called Doke V. That got like a six-minute trailer. It's very long. <laughs> um, yeah, it's wild. <laughs> and it is like every video game mechanic under the sun in one video game, <laughs> it appears to be. Um, I think the core of this thing is a Pokemon-style monster battling catcher thing, I think. <laughs> Are you sure? Or is it a parkour skating uh, Sunset Overdrive game? Oh, God. I don't know what this game is. It's wild. I really highly encourage everybody watching to go check out the Doke V trailer. Um, it's in the article. We, we'll link at the bottom of the show notes. Um, it's it's wild. It's really pretty. <laughs> it's a really pretty game. I'm definitely curious. But I don't have a grasp on what you're doing or why we're doing it or whatever. It's, it's really <laughs> it's just a really weird vibe and a really confusing trailer. But the graphics are really, really pretty. <laughs> yep. Um. 
that was kind of the last big thing for me. Oh, we'll, we mentioned earlier, Horizon Forbidden West got its got a finally its official delay um, to February nineteenth, twenty twenty two, and this is also where they launched the PS four patch for the uh, original game. So now you can play that in sixty frames and four K on a PS five, which is exciting. Um, so yeah, that's coming a little later than we thought, but that's that's cool. Um, early in the year, where nineteen other video games are releasing, so nice. <laughs> There's always just a billion things coming out. Yep. Um, some of these smaller trailers, like Replaced, was cool. It was. It didn't really show anything. No, um, I think it was more advertising a trailer song, which, um, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, that game looks awesome still, but yeah. Um, Sifu got a official delayed release date. Yep, cool. And they made it uh, 2 2 2 2 2 <laughs> They they did the thing that I'm shocked the re-release of Skyrim didn't do. They didn't release it on five 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 five. I I wanted them to release it on two 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 like they did eleven 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 or whatever. Um, yeah, cool. I'm very excited for Sifu still. Um, I think it's a bummer that game is coming out right during Horizon Two and Saints Row. Like, I genuinely hope it gets delayed again. I don't think it'll be good for it, uh, but that's just me. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it seems like it'll be shorter than those, though, so it might be something to you know play in between or play just before. Yeah, only so much money to go around, though. Um, that's true. They ended on a new Death Stranding Director's Cut trailer, which was odd. <laughs> um, I I thought this trailer was really cool, though. Oh, the trailer's cool. I just pacing wise, I was like, why why this? Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> you know, I I mean, I guess. You know, Kachima really loves Jeff Keighley and vice versa, I suppose. Um, yeah, yeah. Destiny Director's Cut continues to look interesting. I still am not sold on it in terms of, like, narrative content. But, you know, for replaying the game, it looks awesome. Like, you get all these fun it little looks, things. It looks like there is more, like, stealth missions. Yeah. But they seem to be separated from the main game, which might actually work better for those. Yeah, we'll see. I like my least favorite part of that game was the action stuff, so I'm tentatively interested in that if they've overhauled some of the mechanics, but if not I'd probably avoid it on a replay. I don't know. Oh, um well. I'll I mean the added like delivery stuff like the cargo catapult and the leg walker thing and yeah um all that i'm like okay cool i'll just play this game again <laughs> like i i don't have a problem with that yeah that stuff looks cool um but yeah that was gamescom and that was the show thank you for listening lots to catch up on longer episode for you um let us know what your predictions are for the playstation event if you have any i'm, I'm very curious about that i think it's gonna be a banger of a show but we'll see. Um, if you'd like to tell us those predictions, you can send them to at SaveStationPod, which Connor runs on Twitter. Connor, where can the people find you personally? Uh, you can find me at ConiferSSR. Uh, I was posting some Doom Eternal clips of me finally being good at killing Marauders. Uh, you can find those there. Uh, where can they find you? You can find me at DustinHDragon on Twitter. Thank you for listening um, up next, you should get our review of the um, the episode Yuffie DLC 
for Final Fantasy VII Remake, as well as some updated thoughts on that. It's a little bit of a different episode, slightly different format. You know, gotta try something new every once in a while, keep you on your toes. Um, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, we just wrapped up our Spyro retrospective look back on the first five titles in that series, so please go check those out. And yeah, I hope you had a good time, and always please remember to be good to each other. Bye.